With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, this is Marcus Tucker of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just want to thank you guys for tuning in to Pro Sports Extra. And welcome back to PSD. Feel free to use... The number 563 Forever and for more of that, we going live to Trevor the Expert. What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday, July 25th. It's myself, Trevor, and of course, our co host, AJ. How's it going, AJ? What's going on, Trevor? And I'm doing good. It's been a couple weeks since we've had a podcast. Uh, you were at a pretty cool event. Um, can you talk about how it's been the past couple of weeks, man, without having a podcast? Yeah, it's de- I, I definitely it changes <laughs> changes what I got to do throughout the week, how I prepare for the week, and uh, definitely still something I got to do. I've been uh, just ripping ripping shell as much as I can now, but glad we're back on the grind. Yeah, for sure. And we got a special guest coming on later on, um, probably a few minutes till we have him on, Jack Adams. Uh, the D- a Detroit Red Wings prospect. Um, as everyone knows, I'm not much of a hockey guy. AJ will be doing most of the talking, most of the interview, uh, which is pretty sweet. So, AJ, what topics do you want to start out with uh, for us to talk about? Um, real quick, we'll talk about the, the Cubs, the fan foul ball. Uh, there's a foul ball right in the area. Kid was going for it. Uh, pretty sure it went right underneath the seat. And uh, two adults, the adult right behind him, took the ball, held on to it, gave it to his wife, and uh, just didn't even look or even think it twice about giving it to the kid, man. It's one of those things you're just like, what, what, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> right. Like, it's just um, one of those look good moments. And Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah. Um, But I did see today uh, that there were some tweets coming out from people who were, like, sitting in that section that uh, – mm-hmm. He, that they actually ended up getting a follow ball earlier on in the game, and the guy gave it to the kid. Oh, and okay. in the picture, you realize, uh, I think it was the Cubs tweeted out a picture of, like, one of their players autographed a ball or whatever. If you see her, yep. she's holding up two different baseballs. One's the one that he, she got, or the kid got earlier in the game, and then the one's the autographed one. So, at first, I mean, I was just like you, man. I was like, this fan is an asshole, but... You know, looking at it the other way, maybe there was some uh, some false advertising, you could say, I guess. Gotcha. Some stuff you didn't see in the picture at all or hear about. Right, for sure. But definitely a weird scene. Um, <laughs> it went viral quick, so I remember 
seen a post and it had just a couple of likes and then like five minutes later there was like a billion and the tweets were coming in from athletes all over. It was pretty crazy. Mm. Um, next I have on my list something crazy that's kind of going local here in Detroit. Um, the creditors here that own the Joe Louis Arena, they are uh, – they they asked for an extension of 18 months to kind of figure out what they're going to do with it. I felt like the city of Detroit has taken way too long to knock buildings down. They did that with uh, Tiger Stadium. They took way too long, started to die a little bit, and eventually they knocked it down. And you can see that in the Silver Dome, um, how long it took for them to knock that down. Pretty sure it took right around like 14, 15 years. Right. Um, so I'm wondering what they're going to do. I mean, they already pulled their bid out for the MLS team. So they'd have to go through the whole process of redoing that. But, um, you know, it's, it's waterfront property. And in Detroit, I feel like that's somewhere that could have shined for an MLS team. So. For sure, man. And that arena is awesome, though, man. I miss uh, – I can't believe that they, you know, moved to Little Caesars Arena or whatever. Uh, I haven't been to a Red Wings game in a couple of years, but going to Joel, Joel Lewis Arena was awesome. Oh, yeah. Just the atmosphere that went, you, you, the place scored, it roared. You, you, you felt it. Yeah, for sure. If you're listening in, give us a call, 563-999-3674. Coming up soon, we will have Detroit Red Wings prospect Jack Adams online, having a quick interview with him. Uh, one other topic that I saw pop up today in uh, the NFL side of everything, Des Bryant. Uh, might be signing with the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are looking at signing Bryant. Uh, Bryant wants to go to a contender. I remember seeing that. Uh, I don't know if the Browns are really considered a contender yet. Obviously, they've added a lot of talent, and uh, we'll see. But uh, Des Bryant, man, I've been saying I, I was hoping no team would sign him. I've had a couple blogs out there where I just I bashed him. You know, I'm not a big Des Bryant guy. I don't know how you feel about anything. Do you think he – will be on a roster this year, and if so, will he be a Cleveland Browns? Um, with him, it's very skeptical, but worst comes to worst, I think he's going to play because he's, he's starting to get up there. I mean, he's, yeah, he's 29 years old, and so that's I, I think no matter what, he, he wants to find himself on a roster by the start of the season. Um, and if, if worst comes to worst, my guess is he's going to end up on the Browns. Do you see any uh, – looking at it from my angle, I don't see really any teams that he fits in with well. I know he wanted to stay uh, in the same division as the Cowboys, uh, but it doesn't seem like the Giants – the Giants were kind of a front-runner at first. People were saying that he might have been going there, or the 49ers, but I don't think there's been any, any offers on the table. Uh, people are just kind of realizing, you know, this guy's has hasn't had uh, more than 1,000 yards in I think like three years or something like that. Uh, he's not as productive as he was. Uh, at one point in his career, though, he was probably one, if not the best receiver in the league um, when he was going up against like guys like Calvin Johnson and stuff in Detroit. Uh, but I don't know. I don't see a, a really a big fit with him for any teams. But the Cleveland Browns always need help. So Yeah. All right, guys. Now it's time. We're going to switch this over. we got a special guest coming on. AJ, you want to introduce our guest? Oh, yeah. You said I got it or you got it? 
You got it. I got it. All right, guys. Coming here with us, uh, you know, po- PSE Podcast, we have Jack Adams. Uh, he is a Detroit Red Wings prospect. How you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. Great. Good. So, it, yeah, it's yeah. been a little bit since I've seen you. Hey, I, I got lucky. I, I pulled uh, – I got this. I got this card that said, "Hey, you want a free stick or a prospect?" And they had the cards face down. Um, and I, I was fortunate enough to pick you. My buddies wanted. Uh, my buddies actually wanted you to meet you, and I said, "Nah, I picked them. I'm, I'm going to be the one that meets them." So that's actually uh, crazy how you know how, how we met. Um, so if if you just want to, I'll just ask you a couple questions real quick. Um, yeah. No. No. Yeah. No worries. So how did like? So you were drafted in the sixth round. How did it feel when you when you saw that you were drafted? Yeah, it was pretty surreal. Uh, it's a crazy year to begin with, playing uh, in the Fargo Force in the USHL. It was crazy how it all transpired. I mean, I thought going into the year, I went back there in like August for training camp, and uh, mm-hmm. I had a I had a pretty shitty camp. And to be honest, I thought I was, was going to get cut from making my junior team. And I ended up having a really good, uh, a really good uh, second, third week of camp, and coach ended up keeping me. And then after that, I kind of just had a pretty crazy year and pretty crazy stats. And the draft came around, and Detroit was the last team I talked to, I think. And when that happened, it put the whole year in perspective. And you know, this is a dream come true for my family and I. So I couldn't be happier to be part of the organization. Oh yeah, especially in, I, I was I was looking you up a little more today. Um, especially seeing yeah, they're still you know, two thousand six and seventeen with Fargo you had the most goals in the USHL, right? For like thirty seven. Yeah. Yeah, it was just it was a crazy year how it all happened. I mean I didn't I went back there expecting to try to get somewhere around thirty, forty points and ended up leading the league in scoring. So I mean it was just all of that's because of the uh the two guys I played with Blake Lazad and Hank Crone are two of my best friends. And uh, we just had this crazy chemistry right away. And Coach relied on us all year to produce. And we did. But come playoff time, the boy, we were kind of gassed. And we, we played 20 minutes during the year and kind of took a toll on us. We had a pretty crappy playoff. But other than that, the year was crazy. And, you know, college was definitely a, a bigger step. But, you know, I'm excited mm-hmm. to get back there for my second year. Oh yeah, and I know I, I mentioned uh, at the prospect camp, but if you could tell the people uh, listening, um, why did you choose Union? Uh, the only biggest thing is my sister went there, so I had a really good familiarity with the uh, school itself. And I think the second reason was the head coach Rick Bennett. Uh, I've known Coach Bennett for a while now. My brother Rue played played hockey at uh, at Providence College. But before he was, you know, at Providence, he had the whole recruiting process as well. And Union was one of his top schools that he looked at. And I was probably 10 or 11 years old, maybe. And I went on all of his recruiting visits. And I remember meeting Rick Bennett at Union when Rue was there, my brother Rue, back when, a while ago, like I said. And he always kept this kind of relationship. And he and my dad stayed close for a while. And his son, Race, and I actually lived together for the last, like, seven, eight years together training. We have a really good like family relationship with Coach Bennett, 
And the biggest thing too for me was school. Like the uh, union's different. Like most schools, you take like what five classes in a semester, where mm-hmm. union we only take three. Yeah, you know, only three in each three in each trimester. So it's way easier to balance hockey and school. And uh, the biggest thing too is that it's only two hours away from my house. Where in the USHL it was fucking North Dakota, so I mean, you couldn't really. <laughs> do that again so I mean staying home was really important to me and also the academic part was really important for my family and I as well okay um now how do you think playing college is going to help like your professional hockey career I think it's the best way I mean I I I look at all these like I watch these like OHL and all these major junior highlights and it's crazy how much better college hockey is than that like in college, you only get like 35, 40 games. Mm-hmm. But you're going up up against guys who are 24, 25 years old, like literal men. And other than that, you also get way more off-season training with workouts and strength coaches that really care about you. And you get way more time to develop. And also, like I guess in junior, like you only have like two years to sign after you get drafted or something like that. Or college, you get four years to develop and get your degree. So it's way more beneficial in my point of view, but I watch like these junior games and it's like, it's just like pond hockey almost compared to college where it's like a 200 reliable game and guys are like really playing both sides of the ice and working so hard. So like you see a guy like David Pope, who's Red Wing just signed, like he was at camp and he played four years of school and you see like how successful he's been. So if I can just like follow guys like that, I think I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed too from um, you know watching the uh, you know games like the CHL and uh, watching college games is I feel like this you know teams in the, more of the CHL are it's more of like a finesse style of hockey and to where yeah. you mentioned I feel like college is you, you have to be a you really have to be a two way player to play it. I think the way the game's going especially professionally, is, like, it's all guys can play 200 feet. Like, I remember Sean Horkoff told me that, like, when he was at Michigan State in junior hockey, like, he was always a really high, high goal scorer. And then when he first got his call up to the National Hockey League when he was a rookie, he was slotted into a fourth-line role. So, like, he had to know how to play that defensive side of the game. And he said mm-hmm. college really taught him how to do that. And he said if he didn't have that experience in college, then he wouldn't have been rated and he probably wouldn't have capitalized on his opportunity. So I, mean, I think it's so important. And you see how many guys nowadays are doing the college route and how many guys are getting drafted, going to college, et cetera. I mean, it's, to me, it's a no-brainer, but I mean, everyone's got their own path, I guess. Oh, yeah. Um, now, you were at last year's camp, correct? Yeah, the last two years. Yep. Um, now, how do you feel like you did in this camp uh, from the prior two? I think I was a lot better this year than last year. I mean, obviously, when you produce a little bit in the games, it gives you more confidence. But I think the biggest thing was just, like, confidence and not swagger, but this like, knowing more what to expect, I guess. Like, when you get there your first year, it's like – you know, you're kind of there on pins and needles and pretty nervous the entire duration of the camp. But when you come back a second year and see familiar faces and, you know, the staff you've talked to most of the year, like you're a lot more familiar with what to expect. I mean, that conditioning test we do is brutal. It's like this, it's <laughs> terrible. So, like, 
when you get to like you know practice that once or twice before you show up to camp it's like it makes it less uh, less stressful so I mean I think this year definitely was more prepared I guess physically than anything but also mentally is the biggest part where I knew what to expect and had a lot more friends come back so it was a lot of fun um and so like when you were in Detroit uh what like what was your favorite thing about the Detroit atmosphere like the fans that came like uh yeah. the rink uh you know just being there for like yeah, the team in general it's just, yeah it's like the city's booming like it's crazy like I'd actually uh I got a golf I had this me and my buddy uh what's his name first round of this year. Not the, uh, who, was the, who was the 30 over 30th pick overall this year, the second first rounder for the Red Wings this year? Mm-hmm. I forget his name. Uh, yeah. You know who I'm talking about, though. Yeah. He and I, uh, yeah, he and I and uh, one, other, one of the draft picks, like, missed the bus. So we, like, got a golf cart to take us back to the uh, hotel. And it was crazy, like, how much better the city's doing the last – I was playing in Detroit probably 10 years ago for a hockey tournament. And mm-hmm. I kid you not, it felt like you couldn't go downtown and see, like, places that weren't boxed up and everything. Where I come back now and it's, like, it's insane how, like, eye-opening it is. And the guy who was, like, giving us a tour was telling us, like, I think the city went bank or something like that. And he said after that, the city's been absolutely, like, booming financially. And it's kind of cool having all those, like, sports facilities next to each other. And the Little Caesars Arena, it's, it's ridiculous, like... When we first got there, like, we were getting lost, like, left and right. But, like, you see, like, you see, like, the facilities of the the diners and the, the pools and massage rooms in the locker room. It, it, like, it really motivates you, and you go home to, like, really work hard. So if you get lucky one day, you can experience that kind of thing. So, I mean, it was just a crazy experience being in the drill. And, I mean, the little Caesar. So hopefully we can be back there next year, too. Totally. Um, bringing it back to when you were growing up, uh, who was your favorite player that you always like kind of look towards? Uh, I have a few. Uh, my brother was probably the obvious one, just just in general. But uh, I've always been a huge fan of Kevin Hayes from the Rangers. Uh, I think we play similar styles and. We're uh, pretty good family friends. I'm also a huge uh, Tory Krug fan on the boss on the Bruins. Obviously, I've mm-hmm. always been a Bruins fan, and he and I actually are pretty close off the ice. But probably him, and then maybe throw like Patrick Kane in there as well. It's just obviously that's not good as a Detroit prospect saying that, but they've uh, he's been pretty fun to watch for a while. I guess he's just so electric on the ice. Now, have you like? Do you play like uh, chow at all or anything like that? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, are, we, are we you excited for the new one? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's just like the game is pisses me off so much when I'm playing it. Though it's like, I don't know about you guys, but like I'll be like on a two on one, and you're you're looking at the guy you obviously want to pass to, right? And the computer, whatever, I don't know how the hell it works. It's like passes the wrong guy, and it drives me absolutely insane. Like, we play, like, two-on-two. Like, me and my buddy Race, my buddy Fletcher is coming to school with me next year, and this kid Kyle Coopman going to Providence. We all live together in Cape Cod and train. But we play, like, Cape Cod. We play NHL, like, 
two on two like every night, and it's I kid you not, like the room like whoever loses like we don't talk to those guys the rest of the night. Like it's just so like <laughs> like you're pissed off at each other. <laughs> oh, like the boys are just not having it. We we play NHL, NBA like all the time. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's, it's fun being creative and shit. Mm-hmm. Are you are you looking forward to the the new one coming out this year with like the pond mode and? Yeah, I saw that. They, I remember, like, the old, like, the three-on-three the three mode's pretty sick on the uh, one now, but the pond would definitely be crazy. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie and act like I was a huge, like, pond hockey kid growing up, because I wasn't, but that that mm. uh, feature looks that looks really cool. I mean, I don't who's in the cover? Subban, I think, but... Yeah. Yeah, that'll be really neat. Um, And the last question I have for you, just, like, how like what do you what it, like what do you do in the summer to kind of prepare yourself for the next season after you go to camp and you have such a great camp, um you know like what are you doing to prepare yourself for the next season? Yeah, I mean I don't really like for me like my training doesn't really ever stop. I mean after the season you take two weeks off, three weeks off, and then you're right back at it. I mean unfortunately at the beginning after our season was over, I got pretty sick for a few weeks, but. After that, it's been um, it's been full go. Like we're at Union, we we go really late. Unlike most schools, that we go until like the second week in June. So okay. we have like oh. we have six a.m. lifts. It sucks, but it's good. We have six a.m. lifts four days a week, and like coaches having to shoot a certain amount of pucks each week. I forget the number, but uh, and then as after that, I go up to. Uh, I go up to Cape Cod and live down here the whole summertime on the beach. And I have uh, my training facilities down here with this guy, skating guru, Paul Vincent, who's uh, been, he's like mid early seventies now. And he's still going at it. It's crazy how he, I don't know how he still does it, but he's uh he's trained guys like Pat. He was the skating coach of the Blackhawks back when they won the cups. He knows what he's doing. And he's a really good family friend of mine. And uh, I have a few of my buddies that live down here, too, with me. And we all have a house of, like, six, seven guys. And we all, like, split it in half and uh, live in the house together for eight weeks and train us, uh, work out five days a week, skate four days a week. And uh, my best okay. friend, Sean Harris, my best friend, Sean Harrison's coming up to live in the last three weeks from his school. So I'm pumped to see him and show him what it's like to uh, – live the Cape Cod life a little bit, but it's sick to say you guys should come down here for vacation one time and you guys get a chance. It's unbelievable to water and live on the beach and stuff. It's sweet. All right. Thank you. Uh, Trev, do you have any, do you have any questions for him or anything you, you want to add or. Hey man. Uh, thank you for jumping on here. I'm, I'm not much of a hockey guy. Uh, so AJ yeah, no interview. I, I appreciate it. A bunch hopping on. Um, my one question to you is, I was looking through your Twitter, and what yeah. I think it was Boston Sports Extra. Yeah, I used to. Uh, yeah, I used to actually run that. Uh, it used to be Patriots Extra, and okay. we had like we had like a hundred thousand Twitter followers. It was pretty legit, and I was at the helm of the whole entire thing, and I was running uh, most of the social media aspects and. It was like me and three other okay. guys that me and three other Patriots fans that all ran it. We did it for about five, six years. And after a while, the owner was just getting pretty greasy and just thought he knew everything. And 
we just had kind of a falling out, not a falling out, but just disagreements on how the account should be run. Like on our point of view, like we thought like fans would just be attracted to just Patriots news. And that's when we were getting the most attention, I guess. And then he just wanted to do like all Boston sports. And we just, all of us just kind of lost interest. We all went our separate ways, but I mean, it was good while it lasted, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I figured I'd ask you about that. Um, other question is, you know, the difference from where you live now in Detroit, you know, when you, uh, I think you were saying you went to, you go to Cape Cod for the uh, training. What's the difference from yep. the atmosphere there in Detroit? Oh, I mean, Cape Cod's pretty slow pace. Uh, it's really slow pace. It's a pretty, like, it's, I'm not going to lie, it's a really nice town. I mean, a lot of, uh, kind of town, it's like a little area, but I live in Falmouth, it's a really nice area, and it's a lot of, like, really, like, nice community with a lot of people who live down here in the summertime, and for Detroit's a lot more, you know, active, obviously, and fast-paced moving. We're here in Cape Cod, it's like, everyone's relaxed, everyone's going to the beach, everyone's, like, just here to vacation, so it's kind right. of weird that we're, we're training so hard down here in that kind of atmosphere. But at the same time, we come home and it's easy to unwind because the Cape Cod environment is just spectacular. Right. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So you're a Patriots guy. Huge. Week, I think it's week, week four, I think, Detroit and the Patriots play. Week three or four. <laughs> you going to the game or what? It's in Detroit. Man, I wish. And I've been a... Now, I've been a diehard Patriots fan since probably second grade, but I've all, almost with all the tension going on between Belichick and Bill and Belichick and Brady, it's just been like not making me lose like love, but it's just like kind of pissed me off because I feel like there's this, you got Brady and his trainer and you have Belichick here. Like doesn't who like wants Garoppolo and the new article that came out last week saying like Bill wanted to like, he texted Garoppolo after every single win and Brady's complaining that he can't have fun. It's just a bunch of BS and whining. I can't stand it. Where the Celtics are, like, coming and so fun to watch. And I think we got a really good chance to win it if Golden State didn't sign half the league. So, I mean, it should be interesting to see how that happens. Yeah, for sure. So, one more question for me. Back to the Lions and Patriots. What's your opinion on Patricia? <laughs> What 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 is it you 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 like him? Uh, should we be excited? Should I be do. Nervous? I mean, he actually went to my rival school, RPI. So I mean, I can't be too. I'm just kidding. No, he's a great. He's great. Uh, he was our defense, like personnel wise. Our our personnel was always beyond subpar. Like it was just not good. And he somehow, I mean, obviously Belichick's Belichick, but Patricia somehow like made those guys work. Like I remember our. Super Bowl win against uh, Atlanta. We came back by the 25 point comeback. Like our defensive personnel was dog shit. Like it was bad. And when we uh, we look at the personnel, like we lost all our starting quarterbacks, our starting linebackers, our starting offensive tackle, and he somehow put a lineup on the field that could compete against a Super Bowl caliber offense. So I mean, I think nowadays the way they're going, the way the game's going, like the defensive minded head coaches are winning like you look at Jacksonville and Seattle and Atlanta and Belichick right. defensive coordinator I mean that's just I think that's the way you want to go nowadays so I mean I think he's fantastic all right good perfect all right man I appreciate it thanks for hopping on we'll definitely get you back on your man thank you yeah no, yeah, let me know. I appreciate it guys
Have a good one. You too. All right, I think that went pretty smooth, AJ. You got any other topics you want to go over here quick? I think we got like three minutes left here or something like that. Um, One thing I want to talk about, uh, we have a couple of new bloggers that are coming, uh, you guys did notice, on the website. Uh, One of them is from Australia, pretty cool dude. Um, And we have a couple people who wrote for us before who are starting to come back. So uh, you'll be seeing more more and more blogs up on the website and AJ's going to be working his tail off to get get more blogs out the next couple of weeks. So on that end, everything's looking up. Um, AJ, any other, any topics you got? We got two minutes. Uh, just real quick, keeping it local again with the Lions. Um, I saw that Ziggy Anza is placed on the pup list. I was wondering how you feel about that as you're a Lions fan. So the way I'm I'm looking at this, like, from, like, two different sides. Like, I'm looking at it like, okay, Ziggy Ansa, and I wish that we would have paid the man, but I'm kind of wishing, you know, on the same, I wish we could have traded him because I think he's a productive beast, but I don't think he's going to sign back with us, and I really don't think that we need him to sign back with us. Yeah, last year he had 12 sacks. Six of them were in, like, two games or something like that. He had uh, crazy games, but... You know, there's not many people in the league who, who can do that. But I just don't think Detroit and Patricia and Bob Quinn need Ziggy Ansa on the field. So, I mean, if we ended up somehow trading, that would be awesome. Um, but him being on the pup list and whatnot, man, you know, he's – we still got a couple uh, – what, like a month till the season starts. Let's give it time, I guess. Let's see where it goes. Um you know, he's productive on the field, so I like him when he's on the field. But some games, it's like you're looking around, it's like, where's Ziggy Ansa? You know, he's like hit or miss. And when he hits, he hits hard. He hits with those three, four, five-sack games. But when he doesn't hit, it's like, where are you? You know, you don't even have a tackle this game. We haven't heard your name, which isn't always a bad thing because, you know, he ain't getting penalties. But on the same side, man, I, I don't know. I feel I feel like I have mixed emotions with it. Um I guess we'll see where the season goes. Mm-hmm, totally. And that's where I felt like you mentioned that one of the, like, my main point is, um, I mean, it being news because it's happening right now, but it's so early. Um, right. You know, I wouldn't, it, it, I mean, if it does go into the preseason, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even play him. I'd just let him keep doing his thing, keep working out. Yeah. We don't, we don't need him for the preseason. Not, you know, not a lot of vets play. They'll, they'll right. play their series that they, that they get and they'll go out and whatever. So I, I feel like it's not that big of an issue, but I just kind of see, I want to see how you felt uh, with that. Yeah, for sure, bro. One other thing I wanted to mention guys, the uh, Matt Patricia, we trust shirts, uh, buy them up 25 bucks. They're on the website. Um, they're going to take about two weeks to process and then we'll ship them out. Um, when the season gets closer, it obviously won't be in no two weeks. We'll have shirts in stock, hopefully. So pretty sweet. We're working with a company right now out of New York, and the guy who runs the web or runs their business is actually going to be joining uh, PSE here pretty soon. He's going to be doing a new podcast. He's going to be blogging. He said he's going to be about four or five blogs a week. Um, so good ad. We'll see how it goes. Um, we'll see how his shirt quality is. He's sending me some a uh, couple examples of the Patricia shirts. So I'll get those and look at them and see how they are. And if we go with them, that's awesome. Out of New York. Um, can't think of the company's name um, or else I'd give him a shout-out. But 
Uh, pretty excited to be working with him and getting them Patricia shirts out. We already have a couple orders. I know that. And we have a couple Lions players who are going to be rocking them as well. Hopefully, uh, after we beat the Jets on Monday Night Football Week 1, we, as an Lions, because I'm a huge Lions fan, that uh, these players wear them. Um, but, yeah, we got a couple of them who's going to be wearing. Uh, I know Tavon uh, Wilson um, and a couple other younger guys will be rocking them. So, hopefully, Patricia has a big year. So, his shirts sell like crazy. Bye, bye, bye. Um, yeah, that's that. I don't got anything else. ProSportsExtra.com. Call us in next show. Uh, more podcasts are going to be coming out. Um, so just stay tuned. Anything you got, AJ? Nope, that's about it. All right, guys, follow us on social media at Pro Sports Extra. One more thing before we go. AJ, we're going to have a new intro coming out soon. Uh, your name and my name will be in a, a rap song that's coming out. So stay tuned for that. All right. All right. Talk to you guys later. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.